Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wonderful. Yes. Um, you're welcome to Business Garage. It's another exciting opportunity to learn. Uh, and we're continuing our series, Thou Shalt Prosper. My name is Stephen Mugabe, and I'm proud to be a host once again. And we are going to be hosting two happy gentlemen um, and continuing on the topic of tithe and generosity. If you have your questions, prepare them. Uh, but first order of business, if you're online, it is to share the link. Share the link because we are learning again from experienced, wise people who have walked uh, and can speak authoritatively about what they are going to talk about because they have practiced these things, they have made the mistakes, they have come out, they are still here, and they are ready to teach us what they know. So share the link. Share that link. Don't be selfish. Save someone who needs to know about that. And again, today for the first time, studio audience, are you excited about this? Because this is for you. You get to ask questions live on camera. Yeah? So prepare your questions and make sure they are hard questions for these gentlemen. We shall create a space for you where you can ask your question live. So that means you ought to be coming for the you know, physical business garage because we get to interact and have more conversations than on camera. Last week, we had an amazing time with Pastor Stephen Namanya from Worship Harvest Kongo, and he triggered many other questions off camera uh, where we get to sit down as a BLN chapter. BLN is Business Leaders Network International. Each of the Worship Harvest locations has a chapter. So we sat down with an earlier chapter and had deep, rich conversation. And that triggered a conversation that is going to continue today uh, because our usual amazing director, Grace Monira, had wisdom to share and he, we felt he should come and share it here again. And with your questions, we shall be able to search more from him and take everything that we can from him. So don't be selfish, selfish with your questions. Be ready to ask all the questions you can. Be ready to learn. Be ready to take notes because today is amazing. We also have someone who's debuting here at Business Garage, Elder Martin Mohwezi. You are welcome to Business Garage and would like to start with you. How are you today? Um, as is the norm, we like to first, you know, uh, send greetings. Um, over to you, sir. Thank you very much. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. And I can say that I'm only here by the grace of God, not director grace. Um, I would like to um, send greetings to a number of people. I wrote my list just in case I'm hey. not short on Sunday. Hey. <laughs> yes, I'm wise. Yeah, write the vision Please down. Please go ahead. <laughs> I would like to um, send greetings, of course, first to my lovely wife. Elder Pastor Fiona Mwezi. Hey. I send you greetings. And our children, we have three boys. Wow. I would also like to send greetings to Apmo and Revma. 
who are the vision bearers of this. So none of us would have been here without them. So I send them greetings. And uh, so far, this is the only church I know that takes business seriously. So I thank God for them. I also thank God for Pastor Anthony and Pastor Susan Birulu, the network leaders of Occupiers Network, the network that I belong to. And they are the ones who called me out to be the BLN chapter leader for Worship Harvest Kungu. So I, I send them greetings too. Of course, I send greetings to Pastor Chris Kawesa. Yes, yes. our business pastor. Oh, yes. And finally, I send greetings to Pastor Stephen and Pastor Sheila Namanya, our location pastors at Worship Harvest Kungu. Oh, wow. Thank you, uh, Elder Martin Mohezi. Um, one more thing. What business do you do? I uh, would like to know what are you into? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I have a day job and a night job. Hey. So, in the morning, uh -huh. from like 8 a.m. to 12, I am a consultant. So, I work as a financial consultant and investment coach. I also run a few businesses, um, some into coffee. So, I have a coffee uh, shop at Crested Towers called Kahawa. You're all welcome to visit. Um, I won't say the first cup of coffee is on me, but uh, <laughs> if you give me a call, we can discuss. Yes, and uh, I also do another, a number of other investments. So, in summary, I won't go into detail, but that's who I am. Financial consultant, investment coach, and also businessman. Thank you, and you're welcome to Business Garage. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Our other guests need no introduction because it's common to us. But we, should, we don't take that for granted. You are welcome, Director Grace Munira, to Business Garage. And please send your greeting. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Stephen Ogabe. Uh, I send my greetings to my shareholders. Um, if you've ever run a company and ever fought with your shareholders, um, be humble. <laughs> yeah, I send greetings to my shareholders. They have been good to me. Uh, when I sit back and reflect, they've really been good to me. I also send greetings to an old friend of mine who told me she would be watching. She runs a pharmacy or at Cementi called Rose. Rose, I send you greetings. And uh, yes, you thought I wouldn't, but I have. <laughs> it was more like a bet. Like I bet you you won't. Yeah. All right, thank you uh, for reaching out to send your greetings. Uh, gentlemen, last week we started a conversation about life, and we're hosting Pastor Stephen Namanya, and he delved into uh, how he does it. Uh, he told us that he does his uh, typing uh, after removing the direct post, and that has worked for him. Uh, do you do the same uh, Tell us more that's about type that you would like to let us know about. Uh, we are going to be ready to ask so many questions. May God be with you. <laughs> but please, we are going to start with you, Director Grace. What do you have to add about type? Let's start Even with our this conversation. <laughs> let's, let's start with this gentleman. He's ready, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, uh, Elder Martin. What do you have to say about type? Thank you very much. Um, Tithe is a commandment. Yes, it is something that we have to do as believers because it is a way we confirm that Jesus Christ is alive. In Hebrews 7, 8, it shows that our tithe actually goes to Jesus whenever we tithe. 
both as individuals and even as businesses. So if we are to be, to call ourselves kingdom businesses, for us to add that name before, or put the name before our, our business, we have to tithe. And that is the only, that's the first step into becoming a kingdom business, tithing. Now, tithing is very interesting. You cannot tithe when you do not know your profit. Okay. Yes. Yes. That is why many businesses don't tithe. Because one of the challenges with small enterprises is that we are unable to calculate profit. And once you cannot calculate profit, you cannot tithe. So okay. what one of the biggest errors that businesses, especially in the kingdom, are making mm. is that they tithe off income. Okay. Because they cannot calculate profit. So, and that is a big error because you end up eating up your direct costs and even your indirect costs and out of ignorance. Okay. So one thing I've learned through my business journey is that if you cannot calculate your profit, you cannot tithe effectively as a business. Now, the question of whether you tithe of gross profit or you tithe of net profit or you tithe after direct costs or indirect costs, I think is now we are now discussing an issue of revelation okay. for the business owner and also who are your partners in that business. Okay. And I'm sure Director Grace is going to lean into that area. What do you do as a business uh, partner where you are the born-again Christian in the business and there's someone who's not born again or who's even born again but hasn't got the revelation of tithing? How do you tithe as a business? But uh, I'll leave that to um, the heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world. Um, um, okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, address this on two fronts. Yes. One, you tithe money. Oh. You tithe money. Okay. I'm going to address things that bring a little bit of confusion. Number one, Let's start with um, what you do when you get a gift. And you get a gift and you're wondering, should I tithe off this gift or no? So I give you a, a, a watch. Uh -huh. You say, now what do I do? I no, you don't you. need to tithe on a gift. Okay. You don't even need to tithe on a donation. But, this is a big but. But. You can make an offering. An offering out of appreciation for the gift you have received. Let me give you an example. When I was thinking through this, I know a friend of mine, when they got married, their parents gave them a house. Okay. So when they gave them a house, how do you tithe off the house in that case? They give you a house, let's say it's worth 300 million. Yes. So you may say, ah, mommy, don't give me a house because now you have brought a, a, a debt upon me. Now I have taste 300 million. Mm. Now I don't have it. How am I going to do? And how, what am I going to do? And you reject that gift. Maybe just receive the gift and enjoy. Wow. Okay. The other, just in case you are not convinced and you're thinking, no. There must be another way. And you're feeling condemned. Let me address it from this side. So let us say that um, I gave you a million shillings. 
And for one reason or the other, you are unable to play it. And I said, Stella, I hope there's no one called Stella here. <laughs> Stella, <laughs> yeah, lucky day. I forgive you. Yes. Now, will you say, please don't forgive me because I don't have the 100,000 to pay as tithe. Okay. Yes. You'd put yourself in a bind where you don't know what to do. So, do you reject my forgiveness? No. No. Now, do you create a debt on you? No. I've simply forgiven you. I've simply written off. Now, for those who are in business, yeah. let's say your interest rate went up and down and, you know, it was 24%, now it's 19.7%. What do you do? Do you say, I oh, know the bank, please don't forgive me, don't lower the interest because me, I'm already uh, uh, in a certain space. No, enjoy it. Now, having said that, yes. I'm going to elaborate what it is not. Okay. Like I've said, you tithe on money. Yes. You do not tithe on time. You do not tithe on your thoughts. You do not tithe on nation. your feelings, how you if felt about ministry for the past months. Huh? Um, if you could project for me uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2, NIV, please. Thank you. <coughs> Sometimes we think that we should, we should tithe the time that it takes. It says that on the first day of every week, each one of you. Now, my understanding of each one of you is each one of you, as long as you're you. You know, uh, yesterday there was a wedding and everyone was a moon too. And so we got a nevantu. And when you get a nevantu, that means every moon too is you. you. Yeah. <laughs> She's the mother of all people, unless you're not a person. But let's leave that. Each one of you, that means no one is excluded, should set aside a sum of money. You do not set aside a sum of time. You do not set aside a, a sum of feelings. In any case, <laughs> in keeping with your income, saving it up, can you save up time? Can you save up? Can you gross up time? No, you can't. Can no. you gross up feelings? No. No. So the tithe then is simply a matter of giving dimes, hard, cold, cash. Now, like Pastor uh, Martin has already elaborated, you need to know how to calculate your profit. profits. I'm going to elaborate this uh, just a minute. Please so, go ahead. When Hey, <laughs> so when you have your cells, all right? Yes. You have your cells, then you have your cost of goods. Now, that is material substance that you are bought to resell. The, yes. Then you have your gross profit. And out of this, you have expenses like rent and salaries, salaries, which are the biggest. Yaka also falls around here. <laughs> yeah. Now, yes. technically, I hear people say, and, and this is a common misconception, that my revenues are 30 million shillings. So how much is your revenue? Wrong. So what happens when you have sales of 30 million shillings? And you have cost of goods of, let's say, 20 million shillings. Technically, this money does not belong to 
you. To you. So it would be erroneous for you to tithe off money that doesn't belong to you. You are a thief. You are mushuma. <laughs> so this money doesn't belong to you. And if it doesn't belong to you, do not touch it. Your money begins here. In some other literature, actually, this is called revenue. And this is called real revenue. Because what you've exactly done is you've taken off what is not yours. And now this is your real revenue. Technically, when you receive, when you make a sale, and you make a sale of a hundred thousand shillings, you get uh, uh, Martin's book, it's thirty thousand, and you sell it at a uh, hundred thousand. You're supposed to get the thirty thousand, return it to him immediately. So, when you receive money, that money has two components. When you make a sale, it has two components. One is yours; the other part is not yours. That's You're right. just keeping it. So when you go tomorrow and check your bank balance, let's say your bank balance is 5.4 million. The first question to ask yourself is how much of this is not mine? So don't whistle away thinking that all of it is yours and you start issuing checks. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Even to yourself. Now, the let's go a little bit lower. Okay. You rent. The landlord is not your father. Right? <laughs> and if he's not your father, please pay him his rent. Right. Whatever it is, 150000 Pay. Okay. It is not yours. When you received 100000 as a sale, Pastor Martin had 30000 Pay him. But Dr. Mugabe is the landlord. Out of this, he has, let's say, 1,500, which is his rent. Pay him. Then you have employees. So Stella. <laughs> Stella takes her 2,500. It's not yours. So don't begin tithing off people's money. It is not your money. Your idea is to get what actually belongs to you. Are we clear? Okay, yes, that's very let me just. Clear. This is your sales. This is the cost of goods to pay the suppliers. Please pay them. Please pay them. Please pay them. It ain't your money. It comes here. Rent, salaries, taxes. It's not your money. You're just keeping it. Then, what? End of the day, that is what you tithe off. But let me also explain something. Please go ahead. I have a friend of mine who runs uh, an oil and gas company. They, okay. they, they, they sell petroleum. Sell petrol. So when I, we were consulting this week, I realized an example for you. So for a liter of fuel, when you buy a liter of fuel, it's 5,600. So if you go to the, to, to, to the station and buy one liter, so these are your sales. You sell one liter, it's 5,600. But it costs that company to buy that liter, 5,300. So they make a profit of 
300s. Now, if you're in a product business and you tithe off revenue, that means you'll tithe 560 shillings. When your gross profit is 300, 300. you will die very fast. Because this gravitational pull will be so strong on you and your death will be nigh. <laughs> what you're supposed to do <laughs> is let the customer pay you 5,600. Get off 5,300, send it to, 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 to Total wow. or Vivo or whoever supplies you the fuel. Remain with this. Then the franchisor asks for a certain percentage then the, the, the electricity, or maybe ask for a certain amount of money, then your salaries, then what remains here, actually, is what you tithe off. Okay? I hope that uh, is clear. That's very clear, Director Grace. Thank you so much for explaining that we need to know our profits to be able to tithe. Uh, so far, what I've heard today is that tithe is a commandment, and you need to know your profit to be able to tithe. Um, Online audience, we recognize you. We know you are there. Uh, sorry, today there is no Amazon gift card, but <laughs> stay alert. You never know what could come. Someone was talking about how they might give away coffee. We don't know. But there are so many other things that may come your way. And uh, studio audience, be ready to ask your questions about all these different uh, things you've had. Um, Dr. Emily Bagaokayo, we recognize you again. Thank you for being online. Emmanuel Honoria, thank you for sharing your testimony. Uh, Lynn Ingavire, Akola Becky, and many more. Thank you so much for keeping our chat active. Now, gentlemen, URA has a way of uh, helping assist uh, businesses to pay taxes, income taxes especially. If you're below 50 million income revenue, below 150 million, you pay different uh, because they assume that you don't keep books or accounts, you know what? Does that mean if I fall into that category and I, I am able to pay my taxes that I shouldn't, right? Because I don't keep books or accounts? Okay, let me attempt on that one. Um, tithe is a principle. It has nothing to do with URA. Yeah. As Jesus <laughs> said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So when we talk about tithe, you are giving to God what belongs to God. Yeah, so those are two different lines when they come into your expenditures. And um, it's important to note that you should start tithing from the day you start making profit. Okay. If you're not making profit, don't tithe. You can give offertory, but I also don't recommend that because now you're eating into your capital. So until you are able to get to the point of gross profit, then you should be able to tithe. And that is now a challenge to many of us believers because we go into business and we say, I'm going to make money or I'm going to offer a service. But you have not costed your product or your service well for it to be profitable. So before you go out into the market and start talking and giving us stories, please work out the cost of your product the profit margin on your products, and then come up with the sale price okay. of your product. Then from there, you know exactly what is your profit margin on each product you're selling or each service that you're offering, and then you're able to start paying tithe. 
Now, URA comes in two different ways. When you make gross profits, it now taxes you 30% of whatever gross profit that you make. And that one you have to pay. And that is for taxpayers above a certain category. Those who are below, I think, 150 million? Yes. There is what they call presumptive tax. You just pay what you think you should pay because according to your income. So there are different tax brackets from zero up to 150 million and you pay a block figure, a lump sum at the end of the year. It's called presumptive tax. Those above that, you fall into the income tax category. 30% of your gross profit belongs to URA. So whenever you are registered in your company and you have your shareholders, there's a silent shareholder there that is a 30% shareholder called Uganda Revenue Authority. Not on the books, but they will come at some point. All right. Yeah. So thank you um, so much for that. Uh, do you want to yeah. respond to that? I, uh, I think that God made tithe in a way to make us wealthy. Okay. That when you get in the habit of assessing the tithe, and calculating your tithe, you actually end up being a very good astute business person. That for your paying attention to detail, you'll be richly rewarded. That is one. Two, the other misconception some people have, or the mistake that I wouldn't want people to make, is when you go to the bank and ask for a loan of a hundred million, okay. and then you receive the hundred million, and then you tithe on the on the hundred million loan. Please do not tithe on the hundred million <laughs> loan. Mm. We can pray for you, but you will feel the, the pangs of the bank. Yes. When you get a loan, it is not an increase. And it's not your money. So it is not time for you to tithe. Just keep calculating your profit and then um, paying, returning the tithe that is due when the profits are actually calculated. So please do not make that mistake. mistake. I think I should just add that. Okay. Yeah. So, Director Grace, you've given us a good scenario of someone who's probably in retail or something similar. What about, uh, speak to a business that probably gets one project at a time, like a construction project or, um, you know, a project manager who just does events and, and they, they, they are confident that they can, they have been uh, typing off their gross profit. Um, are they still wrong? Okay. Every business has its own cycle. Okay. And you should align your tithing to your cycle. For instance, you may not be able to tithe every, every week month. or every month. Okay. If you run a school, a school oh. runs for a term. Yeah. It's about three months. Then you're going to calculate what has happened in the course of that term. Of that term, yes. If you run a construction project, um, then you're going to calculate someone's telling you to make his veranda is different from the time someone tells you to make their house or repair their roof. So it's going to be per project. And depending on the size of also the project, if I tell you build me a house, that may take three years. But for every, maybe for the roofing, you may have to tithe for the roofing uh, phase. You may have to tithe for the, you know, electrical phase and that kind of thing. But the important thing to note is that every business has a cycle. And so you should align with the cycle that is 
matches your business. Okay. If you have like he has a consultancy, then it will be per what you call it contract, uh, per contract. Um, and so you calculate what has what it has taken you to 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 deliver that contract and pay off every other person who has helped you in the production of the materials or service uh, that the, the client needs. If you have outsourced some services and there is someone, let's say, if you ask me to make a video, I don't know how to make a video, so I'm going to ask some people here, maybe Aaron, to get his camera and then run it and then record you. So I have to pay him first, then I calculate uh, what is remaining. And that would be on... Um, it can be it can be per project it can be per job okay. it can be per assignment okay yeah all right it is just you to know what cycle you have all right yeah. thank you so much uh the questions are coming in uh please keep sending the questions these gentlemen are ready to answer your questions and someone is asking about um typing they have uh, just a minute what if you are a salary earner and you have a salary loan? What do you tithe on? You see, I'll tell you tithe without the loan. Mm. You took the loan already. Now, let me speak like uh, uh, just as uh, a CEO. Okay. You were you before you took the loan. So let's say you were earning a million shillings. You are tithing 100,000. That is January. Everything is okay. You're whistling. You're marching on, going to heaven. So you took a loan. <laughs> you took a loan, let's say in, in April. And you took a loan of 2 million shillings. Now you're paying, maybe 2 million shillings, you're paying back 200,000 per month. Yes. Now, baby, you already took the enjoyment of the loan. Where did you put the, the 2 million shillings? Okay. So it, that 2 million shillings is supposed to make more money and you're actually supposed to pay now more tithe instead. I wouldn't say that now I forgive you. You are instead supposed to pay even more because that too is actually making more money than the installments should make. So if you went ahead and bought shares using that money, then that means you've already got your enjoyment. Your tithe shall be paid as it was in the beginning. Thou shall not be forgiven, waived, uh, reduced. Uh, that won't be. Okay. No. So, Mr. Martin Moezi, have you always tithed? What temptations have you had to overcome with uh, being consistent with tithe? Okay, thank you. Um, of course, uh, I'm not a born tither, and I'd be shocked <laughs> if there's anyone here. If so, you can see me after. <laughs> but uh, this is something that I was taught. I remember that uh, I first interacted with the principle of tithing probably when i was about 22 or 23 at university okay and yet i got born again when i was like in p6 so there was no teaching that i had of tithe all i knew was offertory when the bag comes put in your money so i started learning tithe at that uh, point but again i learned in part and that's why i said that uh, it's a revelation to start tithing your gross profit from your net profit. Mm -hmm. The illustration that has just been uh, talked about uh, clearly states that because now when you start uh, tithing off your net income, then yeah. there's a gray area between the gross and net. You keep on fixing in so many expenses above 
your net income and you end up with a little money. So that's how I started. I started tithing off my net. So I take off everything. Then what I'm left with, I tithe. Mm. What I realized is that I was now tithing off savings. <laughs> and not gross. Then I went through um, uh, uh, teachings and learned that actually it is just first take off your direct cost. Give to God what belongs to God. Then you live off the rest. Because what, tithe, what you're doing when you give God the, the, the first 10% mm. is you're telling him that he's the one who's going to take care of the rest. The 90% shall be enough for you to live off. So you don't live off the 90% and then you give him the 10 at the end. So that's another revelation I got that you have to die from the top. However, that may not apply in business because of people's financial cycles. Most companies declare their profits at the end of the year. Others at the middle of the year. Smaller businesses are more dynamic and you can declare profit monthly or even daily. So, but as an individual, I learned that in order to be a habitual tither, I have to give the first 10% to God. And that is how I'll be effective and I won't be a defaulter and be robbing God. Thank you. Uh, Director Grace, you've been on the business streets for a while. Eh? Um, for someone who's just starting out in business, um, I'm sure you've seen quite a number of maybe mistakes you made along the way regarding trying to be a good principled Christian to tithe. Um, what, what hurdles or things have you had to overcome as a, as a, regarding tithe and giving? What mistakes have you made that someone should not step there? Tell us some stories. I have, <clears throat> I have tasted in faith. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> where, 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 you know, you, if you got, um, if you got a loan, mm. okay. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> and you tithe off the loan, believing that the, the loan installments will then come faster, <laughs> you know, and yeah. they did not come faster. faster. <laughs> but I've also, uh, uh, given more than what is due, yeah, and with the view that uh, God will will look at me and feel pity for me yeah. and rectify the mistakes I've made. For instance, let me give you an example. If you don't have good customer care, yes, okay, God will not forgive you for that <laughs> and give you clients because yes. you, 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 you you're trying to tithe. Uh-huh. So in other words, tithe, um, the mistake I've also made is to think that tithe will compensate for my inefficiencies, that somehow God will become my COO and go on removing every wrinkle out of the business. Mm. No, it is in addition to your efficiencies. To add addition to serving your customers well, then you tithe. Make sure that you're running the business well. Make sure you're, 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 you're handling finances very well. Yeah. If you're not pricing very well, the tithe itself will not compensate for your lack of knowledge in pricing. Mm. If you do not pay your taxes, the tithe will not refuse uh, URA from coming to your door. So there's some level of stupidity that uh, <laughs> is, is not forgiven. It's not forgiven. Yeah. yeah. You see, God will teach you a lesson. Mm. 
and your sins will be forgiven. But the consequences of the sin you will stay with and you will have to pay. And sometimes he thinks, you know what? If I promoted you at this level like this, mm-hmm. you'll actually do more harm to more yourself. Harm. Yeah. So let me teach you to pay the full price. Sometimes it may mean going to prison. Sometimes it may mean closing the business. Yeah. Sometimes it may mean, you know, losing a house. So that in the next phase of life, you are actually more blessed. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard uh, God doesn't support you to be more stupid as you do silly things, but you have to learn the lesson so that you, you can be promoted when you're wiser. So if these gentlemen have shared that uh, it's not wise for you to, to do certain things, hoping God will change them, then better listen. Um, I came across an article from 2012 by Forbes. And it says David Green, the owner of Hobby Lobby, um, who supports the Bible app that we have, most of us, uh, what is it called? The U version, um, gives away half his pre tax earnings. Is that a tithe or it can be labeled something else? Because for him, he gives away pre tax earnings, half. He knows better. <laughs> <laughs> What do but, you read from but, such a, um, a situation? This is, this is what I think. Yes. Um, you get to get to be wealthy at a certain level that the more wealthy you are, the less you actually can afford to live off on. Um, Bill Gates has enough money to live off the interest of his money mm. and he still die without even touching it. Touching touch the principle. Mm. So if... If you live off, let's say, one million a month, and you came to make a hundred million a month, you can adjust your way of life to, let's say, 20 million a month, and you can afford to give away 50 million shillings and still be cash, cash rich. Yeah. So in terms of uh, what you actually need to live off, it's actually becomes smaller and smaller. Oh. the wealthier you become. All right. Yeah. And I lean more into that. Yeah, please yeah, go ahead. Um, tithe protects, generosity increases. Okay. So um, as a business person, when you tithe, don't think that you've arrived. You tie your belt straight and you walk into church with your head held high and you're like, yes, I have fulfilled all my obligations to God. What tithe does is that it protects. Malachi 3.10, rebukes the devourer, But if you want increase, you have to now go to the next level, which is generosity. That means sowing seed. That means uh, uh, participating in a rise and build, in buy the land. So anything over and above tithe is generosity. So as as believers and kingdom uh, business people, we should tithe and know that that is a bare minimum, but also be generous. And that is something that we encourage people in our BLN chapter, we've set up what we call a covenant fund because we have many believers who are in the market space and they feel that they are not directly involved in in, uh, evangelism and many other things in the church. So we set up what we call a covenant fund based on Deuteronomy 8.18 because the reason God has given us the power to get wealth is to establish his covenant. So in this covenant fund, we have the businesses contribute to it and through that, we've been able to buy an evangelism stage for the location. Wow. Yeah. 
So we bought a stage and uh, that is used to bring souls to Christ. So even as a business person, you can participate in the, in, in, uh, kingdom growth and development through generosity. Wow. Well, gentlemen, uh, there are more questions coming in. Uh, studio audience, do you have a question? We are still ready to take your question. Uh, but Resti Nanyonjo is asking, how about fast fruits? How is it handled in business? Fast fruit, um, this is how you handle fast fruit. Mm-hmm. Again, same principle. There is money that is not yours. And determine what your fast fruit is. For instance, you could open a new location and say you're going to get the revenue of that day and then give it as fast fruit. You could open, um, you could introduce a new product, product in, in, yeah. or a new service in that and then you're able to offer a fast fruit. But remember in everything, wisdom is really key. Yes. There is money that doesn't belong to you. There, so you have to be very conversant with what, um, what belongs to you and what doesn't belong to you. Okay. Do not give away bank money. Do not give away URA money. Do not give away suppliers money. Do not give away employees money all in the name of saying that you are fast fruit. But be wise and make sure that you invest what belongs to you as fast fruit. Depending on what you, f- you, you could say as the year begins, I want to take off fast fruit. Maybe, uh, for the business, what, what does, what does, what does that mean? How much profit have you made? Because that is what belongs to you. Uh, if you're introducing a new product, if you're introducing a new location, then you can do all that. All right. Yeah. So we have a question from the studio and we would like, um, the person to ask their question. Please go ahead. Okay. Thank you so much. So my question is, please tell us your name, what you do, and then the question. My name is Tracy. Yes. So my question is that if you receive, if your salary earner, and then you have these expenses like credit and other things, do you first remove those expenses or you tithe according to the salary you receive? Yes. Gentlemen, the question is yours, not me. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, very good question and important, especially for the young generation, it's very important to know that uh, the rent and all your living expenses fall in the 90% that you're trusting God to supply. Because he said, you say, he said, my God shall supply all, all my, my needs, needs according to his riches and glory. So whenever you earn your salary, 10% of what you have earned is your tithe, then you live off the 90%. That is the motto. Now, your, your level of revelation is whether you're going to tithe off your gross salary or your net salary. That one is as the spirit leads. Okay, thank you. And one final question from Agri. Agri, uh, go ahead and ask your question. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My name is Agri Mtasa, like you have said. Yeah, I'm from BLN Kungu. Hey. Yes, great to be here. Now, I want, I'm asking for my neighbor. He's not confident to come here. <laughs> if you're faulted on your tithe, if you're faulted on your tithe, and uh, yes, the month has passed, say you're a salary earner, do you later, how do you handle the guilt? Do you pay God 
or you you go ahead and just ask for forgiveness and continue thank you so very much thank you for your question um okay gentlemen you have defaulted start okay start today start now what you you you're going to get make a commitment have a level of transparency that helps you keep track it's good to notice why did you fall off track so let's say september august july you defaulted or part paid or brought three percent five percent and you're there saying now i'm going to calculate god i'm even going to add you more interest uh i'll 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 give you a car extra money no the best thing to do for you is to have a self-examination. Why did you default? Maybe you took on a bigger house that you can't afford. Maybe you bought a car you shouldn't have. So the certain financial um, bad manners you have. So, so first fix those bad manners uh, reflectively, then make a new commitment and say, you know what, going forward, I want to be able to do this. One thing or two things I could add is this. Part of really making sure that this is easier to do, do a, a, a standing order. Okay. So do a standing order that every fifth of the month, the bank will subtract that money and off it goes and you won't have, once you calculate it and then start removing it from the ATM and then looking at it, uh, I guarantee you, you will not bring it to charge. So uh, that would be it. But also the other thing I would want to add is this. If you have shareholders who are not Christians, uh, please tithe off what belongs to you. Or don't force everyone who is not a Christian and say, oh, a curse is going to fall upon this company. Uh, so me, I'm going, I'm going to resign. No. Whatever belongs to you is what you tithe on and bring a level of revelation to them. Maybe at some point they will be able to tithe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our time is fast spent. Our studio audience, why don't you join me in thanking uh, these gentlemen who have increased our value today. Thank you so much. We could go on and on, but our time is fast spent. Luckily for us who are here in the studio, we get to hang out with you a little more and we can learn more about this covenant fund, Mr. Muwezi. Yeah. Now, thank you for participating in Business Garage. Um, Continue to share this link and invite people. Next week, we are going to have our last episode, uh, live episode of the year for Business Garage. So you don't want to miss it. Um, also, we don't like to close without giving someone a chance to know Jesus Christ. The reason we're here and we are talking about tithe and saying it's a commandment, it's because we have a Lord and Savior who died for us and said that if you believe in me, I'll take care of you. Uh, so you're out there, you've been watching Business Garage, and you say, I want to know that God, I want to also be taken care of, I want to be able to trust in someone more than me. Uh, you can say a simple prayer, and you'll be born again. And I'll be happy to lead you into it. So you repeat after me and say, Dear Lord, thank you for dying for me and taking all my sins to the cross. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you're my Lord and Savior. Take my life and make something significant with it. Amen. Yes, you are born again. If you said that prayer, you confessed it with your mouth. And you can reach out on the number that will be running on our screen. Uh, plus 256-775-6424. 
0549. I will repeat it. Plus 256-775-642449. Please reach out. Would like to pray with you. Uh, so that and also t- teach you what are the next steps uh, regarding this decision you've made. Uh, we want to know you, so please reach out, uh, send a message, or call that number. There will be a pastor at the end of the line to help you understand the decision you have made. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for Business Garage. Uh, we shall see you again next week. Bye-bye. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.